0: Little hen on the wall. There you peck for wheat grain small. Pick, peck, peck. Pick, peck, pay. Flash your tail and fly away. Come on, flash your goddamn tail, I said. Flash it, I said. Have a peck at me, come on. That's powerful music for the soul, the rotten soul of people like me. Pick, pick, peck, pick, pick, pay. Come on, harder. Pick, pick, pick away at my heart. I'll tell the hornet to shed its hairy corselet and sting me to death. He'll take it off and sting. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Pollock, Jackson the Magnificent, the greatest American painter of the 20th century in flesh and bones and liquid, ladies and gentlemen. Jack the Dripper is at the door, at the door of this bar on the east point of Long Island. Take the second right after Ashwa Hall and the Old Stone Highway. Then you uh, hum a little tune before going in. A nursery rhyme like a requiem, because you've won two, buckle my shoe, 3% alcohol content in your blood. Cadmium red blood. Jackson Pollock drags on his smoke, and now he'll go into, into the bar that functions as his head. Jackson Pollock's head is a bar, not a head. All I serve in my bar is pure genius, no ice. It rips off your tonsils, plucks out your uvula. Ladies and gentlemen, this evening, Jackson Pollock will bring down the house. The gallerist and his wife, the local cowboys, the stiffs, the fat fatsoes, the assholes. Jackson's the life and soul of the party. This is entertainment. If I had any say, there'd be no more museums. I'd make people buy their paintings and hang them up in the crapper where people have enough time to waste looking at them. Nobody goes to museums. Nobody, everyone goes to the crapper. (laughs) I'd like to sell my paintings in beer joints, whorehouses, rotary clubs, chambers of fucking commerce, ladies clubs, yeah. Peggy Peggy Guggenheim is a whore with Yorkies. I want to be buried with her 14 dumbass Yorkshire Terriers. Christ, I'm thirsty. Thirsty. Enough drivel. Excuse me now. Hell's this way. Follow me.
1: Genius is a childhood illness. Hard to cure. Jackson's a genius. My man's a genius. It's not just me saying so. Any baboon with half an ounce of taste and an eye can see it's everywhere, here, there, everywhere. Everyone agrees, even those who don't. He's a genius. That's what genius is. When everyone agrees you're the victim or you're guilty of it, even your enemies, especially your enemies, if they don't secretly think you're a genius, if they're happy to just vaguely despise you, envy you, without hating you from the depths of their souls, without providing proof of their hatred for you, And you're no genius, you're just a special person who stands out for his talent, but you're no genius. Sorry, pal. You owe your genius to a childhood illness. Incurable, unasked for, shitty, chicken pox mutating to cancer, cancer leading to another cancer, silently devouring you, one blow at a time. That's what genius is, Pollock. It's on your face like a mark of shame you'd like to hide, but it's got you in its grip. It won't let go, we will never let go. Drink all you like, Pollock. You'll never escape it. It's how you're made. It's there. It's, it's on your face, on every one of your paintings, poor love, my poor love. And because your face lets you see where to put your feet, Like the paintings help you stand up straight, you keep your beautiful face for all to see and tuck your crutches under your arm. Then your genius explodes. You don't want to fall flat on your face, my love. Stumble, slip. You'd be ridiculous. Your genius is just waiting for you to fall flat out on the floor of the city. I'm at our home. At our place. Jackson, waiting for you. Oh, screw you. I made you some fried eggs.
0: Lee's waiting for me in the bar. Lena Krasner is making fried eggs with thin slices of bacon. She knows what I like, so she makes things she knows. Lee smokes a fag standing in the kitchen of the bar looking at the eggs she just cooked for me, proud of herself. Lee can't help tapping her smoke like this, like that, on the edge of my plate. Sprinkling ash (laughs) all over it. She's proud. That's Lee. Go on, Lee. Do it on purpose, the slut. Fucking Jezebel. Who sent her? Who sent Lee to kill me? You're at the entrance of the bar, Fireplace Road. There are, no, there are no street lights. In the end, you won't open the door, you go uh, out back, you go around.
1: I wasn't expecting you, Jackson, because I never expect any man. And I'd already given up on my own sex because I've never been weak, because Lenore or Lena sounds too feminine or female, so I chose Lee, because you can't understand the head hung low of the traditional little Jewish women waiting to be caught out, who have to be nice and quiet little shop assistants, or modest little housewives. I turned my back on Judaism, shut out the prayers, the blah, blah, because the Talmud has no respect for the visual tradition, Jackson, none at all, nothing but words strung like pearls on a thread, Almost no images at all. Maybe a chandelier here, a cult object there. In other words, zilch. Because to be an artist is to live beyond the boundaries of respect. You see, Jackson. That's what the voice from on high told me. I turned my back on my parents because they paralyzed my hands with all their poor old Jewish parental hope. At Brooklyn High, I was no good at anything other than decorating porcelain lampshades and hats. But I wanted Manhattan, and I got Manhattan. In 1926, I crossed the bridge, forgot Jerome Street, bought tight skirts, blouses, fishnet stockings, hated not being pretty. Not that I wanted to be breathtakingly beautiful or anything. I learned to talk louder than men who spoke loud. I learned never to let anyone come between my easel and my model because I wanted to paint. I wanted to paint. I'm the sort of woman Jackson who knows what she wants. And one day at 755th Avenue, I got hot in front of Picasso, Brock, and Matisse. And at 38 West 9th Street at Hans Hoffman, I understood it wasn't about pretending anymore. You shouldn't imitate art. Shouldn't cave into reality. Perspective's mere trifle. The canvas is flat. The pigment is inert. That's what Hoffman told us. So what do you do with a blank canvas? How can you tell something? How can you tell from one brushstroke to the next if it's right or not? Did I put too much salt on your eggs? When is a canvas finished? How is it to be judged? Did I flick too much ash? How can we tell something good from something great? Should a canvas be compared with others? How can we tell something good from something great? I apply the first brushstroke. I look at the canvas. See the tension between my dab of paint and the canvas, between the color from the brushstroke and the canvas, between the space the color covers and the surrounding space. Look at me painting, Jackson. Look at me loving you and not giving a shit. Not giving a fuck. Loving you. Another dab of paint changes. All that tension creates new tension. If I add a line, things get more complicated exponentially. Inner and outer tensions between direction and stability. You love my painting. Do you love me? I know. You love me. Hoffman always talked about push, pull, the push And the pull, the simultaneity of elements confronting each other, activating the surface, to what end, for what purpose, why? Jackson? The balance, what you and I will never find in love. Pollock, your eggs are ready.
0: It's all in your fucking head, old man. You could arrange it so Lee cuts you some slack. In your head, she's a doll. Knows her place, gets the job done, and that's it. But in your head, it's fucking torture. She saves you, kills you, she's on you like a goddamn dirty shirt. Except at night, some nights, some very good nights, when you clear out, and while she chases after you, You're far away somewhere in Skid Row in the bars of Provincetown, climbing the skulls of the gargoyles on the cathedral with the fucking crazies, the queers. You're on a binge. You pick up some really hot chicks. Lee can ball in your bedsheets. She can rack herself picturing you in the arms of some crack-headed bitch you picked up with a smile saying, Hey, hon, I'm Pollock. I'm Jackson Pollock, baby. Anyway, you go into the bar through the back door. You tiptoe with your big fucking pollock head on your pollock neck, your neck sunk into your pollock shoulders, your pollock body slumped underneath. The bar's empty. You're all by yourself. Alone and in rut like a filthy old goat. And alone, you laugh. You laugh. You split your fucking sides laughing. You've come in, but nobody's here. Lee's in the kitchen, like all women. Eve wasn't made from Adam's rib. She came from the gas stove Adam got secondhand from a pal. Lee! Lee! Where the hell are you? Black wooden bar top, big mirror behind the bar, empty bottles. Full bottles. All these are friends. Vodka, whiskey, tequila, sherry, brandy, rum, cognac, absinthe, crystal glasses and plain glass, all shining. Here I am with my Pollock voice. I hung blue poles above the mirror. The painting I began one one evening with Tony Smith when I was completely soused and he'd cut his feet on the broken glass in the studio. What a fucking mess. It took me six months to scrape off the shit he'd painted. Green everywhere like the canvas was painted from the inside of his bladder. Light blue, yellow, and red with bits of aluminum and eight bars of dark blue. I fixed it in the end. I hung Autumn rhythm and lavender mist between the bar tables. I wanted a balcony to be closer to God to tell him, you know, nature's really not your thing. You don't know shit about it. I'm nature, okay? Your landscapes bore me. They're only good for postcards and paint slingers. There's the kitchen, the crapper. The storeroom, the stock, everything abandoned, waiting to be dragged back into use. The dirt, the dust, the rats, and the fly shit, like in every head. There you are with your Pollock voice. You're the barman. You're the kitchen porter, too. The busboy, the asshole cleaning the joint. The traveling salesman. But you're the only client. There's nothing to talk about. Except maybe, from time to time, a bull, a passing bull that needs to slack his thirst before goring some goddamn horses and a torero to the cries of the crowd. A bull comes into the bar, nostrils flaring, dry-eyed, mean motherfucker, blacker than black. The bull eyeballs you. On his left horn, you see death. On the other, Love, under his hoof, holding up 1,500 pounds of muscle. You recognize Picasso, caught in a vise between the ground and the beast. His temple's about to explode under the weight. His face deformed under the pressure. He won't last much longer. You've had this dream before.
1: You reporting?
0: I hope you don't mind, Mr. Pollock. I don't mind. Who are you, Jackson Pollock?
1: They say I'm the greatest goddamn American painter of the 20th century. Besides, what does anyone remember about the earlier centuries?
0: (laughs) Mr. Pollock, tell us a bit about your work methods, your habits. I'm sure our listeners are eager to get into the painter's lair and get to know some of your secrets.
1: My painting doesn't come from an easel. I hardly ever stretch my canvas before painting it. I hang the canvas without a frame on the wall or lay it on the ground. I need a surface that resists me. I feel better on the ground. I feel closer to it. I'm part of the painting. I walk around it. I step into it from all sides. I'm literally in it, like the Indians out west when they paint with sand.
0: Mr. Pollock, what tools do you usually work with?
1: I don't like painter's tools. I don't want a palette or a brush. I prefer sticks, spatulas, rollers, sometimes my nails and knives. I make the paint run or bulk it up with sand, pounded glass, other things, foreign bodies.
0: Mr. Pollock, are you in control when you paint? Are you the master of the painting?
1: When I'm in the painting, I have no idea what's happening. It's only afterwards when I've regained consciousness that I know what I've done. Rework the image, destroy it. That never scares me because a painting has a life of its own, a separate life. I try to let that come to the fore. If I lose contact with a painting, then I get it wrong. Otherwise, it's pure harmony. I give and take, it's so easy to give and take. And the painting takes shape as it must.
0: Mr. Pollack, you you often say, why look outside for what is stored in the subconscious? It's the subconscious one must paint in one painting after another.
1: My painting is direct. I want to express my feelings, not illustrate them. I control the flow of the paint. I can control it. There's nothing accidental. There's no beginning, no end, there's no subject. I paint from the inside. I'm the whole landscape. I'm inside the painting. It lives its own life. I live mine, but for a moment or two, we share the same room.
0: Mr. Pollock, tell us about your death, if you don't mind.
1: I'll take the old convertible. It'll be full of people, women, because I can't stop the women. I'll have drunk enough to burst my liver. I'll keep my foot on the accelerator to get up to some insane speed. The car will spin off the road, crash into the undergrowth. Edith Metzger will die as well. I'm sorry, Edith, you shouldn't have gotten to the car. Ruth Klingman will survive. She'll live to grow old. I'll be buried at Springs on August the 15th, 1956. The coffin will stay shut because I'll be broken to pieces. The undertakers will fill in the grave. And that's it. Jackson Pollock is dead. He was 44 years old. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. Jackson Pollock
0: Lee Krasner
1: Lee Krasner
0: Jackson Pollock
1: Jackson Pollock
0: Jackson Pollock you're drunk dance with me gorgeous
1: long ago I danced the boogie boogie with Pete Mondrian at the cafe society uptown but absolutely no recollection whatsoever of a dinner dance at the artist union where you say you invited me to dance Mr. Pollock.
0: I came up to you and purred, Dance with me, gorgeous.
1: I don't remember.
0: I stepped on your toes.
1: That's why I forgot it.
0: Then in November 1941, you climbed the five floors to my studio on East 8th Street. I knocked. Normally, I don't answer. Hello? Yeah?
1: My name is Lee Krasner. I'm a painter. We're in the same exhibition, you and me. John Graham, you know, the one with Picasso, Duran, Sagan I know you know. I ran into Louis Bunce at a gallery opening. He told me you live here. I live close by on 9th. Come in. And then I saw.
0: If you want, Lee. If you want, you can do your little number again. The one about being overwhelmed. Everyone's watching, listening, drinking in your words. Go on, put on your little show. Lee Krasner.
1: I came in and I saw Pollock's paintings. I saw them and I was blown away, bowled over, crushed. I said to myself, dear God, this is it. Yeah. I nearly died.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Lee dying. That's it, for sure.
1: You offered me a drink.
0: I was born in Cody. Wyoming.
1: Brooklyn. I'm 33. An old maid. You know, I didn't know much about you.
0: Cut the crap. Lee Krasner. Talk.
1: I always had an eye on you ever since the first time you stepped on my toes in 1936. I remember, that is.
0: The truth is like a ferret in the gutter. I see through her, you know, all ferretty and ladylike. In the sewers with maggots. Like the maggots, she slips off the hook. The truth is full of maggots. You're full of maggots, doll. Got it? Got it. Good. We're straight. We told each other the essentials.
1: When he opened the door, I didn't see any paintings, just a tiny little cubby hole. It stank like dead rats.
0: It stank like a male in heat.
1: <laughs> he showed me into the studio, wicker chairs falling apart, hundreds of cans of Martinson coffee, and then his shoulders. He showed me masked image, the magic mirror, bird. Really, it wasn't bad, but him. He he had fantastic hands. Powerful. Pull my hair, I wanted to say to him. You're the most magnetic biped I've ever met.
0: (laughs) It took me weeks to decide to see her again, weeks before visiting her in her studio.
1: Oh, it's you. Yeah. Some coffee. Yeah. I went to get my jacket from the hall and shouted, let's go then. I'd never turn the gas on in the kitchen. The cupboards were always bare.
0: Anything you say, gorgeous?
1: When I was at the National Academy of Design, Whenever I, if I liked a guy, I slept with him because I wanted to, to get to know him better and for him to get to know me better. I never went out without my diaphragm, but with you, it was different.
0: Jackson Pollock took his time. Jackson Pollock thought it over, said to himself, yeah, well, why not? Okay, come on, who cares?
1: A beer, a cup of coffee every now and then, some chit-chat, small talk, the paintings he was working on. Deep down, I wondered, when are you gonna fuck me, you bastard?
0: In the end, I told her, you're a good painter, for a woman, a good painter.
1: The evening of the Macmillan exhibition, I hold his hand, he looks away, but everyone thinks they're together, Krasner and Pollock. It's a done deal. She looks like a cow and he's the post she's tied herself to. What a couple.
0: Nobody wants you.
1: Nobody wants you. Perfect. Yeah.
0: You have great tits.
1: You fuck me hard.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Your mother's a great cook.
0: Family is the enemy of art.
1: I moved in to 46 East 8th Street, among the cans of Martinson coffee. Suddenly, even life was off limits, out of bounds. Everything except you, Jackson, I watched you seep into me like life outside.
0: Lee bought groceries, did the cooking, did the washing up. For all the birthdays and dumbass parties, she bought the presents. The presents for Sandy, and every single one of my dear fucking brothers, my darling mother, my whole goddamn darling family. And me, what can I say, Lee? I go out to buy a train ticket, stopped off on the way, get drunk, and forget everything. Even you. Why'd you stop painting, Lee?
1: Dinner's ready. I made cabbage. You love cabbage.
0: For a woman, you're a good painter.
1: Tomorrow, Calder's coming over. Behave yourself. I want you to behave yourself. I want you to be nice to Calder. He makes things, Jackson. What Calder does exists, doesn't it?
0: So Calder knocked, came in, looked at my paintings in the studio, looked at them for a long time and said,
1: They're so dense.
0: Dense? Do you mean there's not enough space? They don't breathe? Wanna see one that has space in it? Here, you like this one. There's lots of space to breathe in this. It's bullshit, isn't it? Go on, say it's bullshit.
1: Luckily, Calder wasn't the susceptible type.
0: Goodbye, Mr. Calder, thanks. For dropping by.
1: You like cabbage. I like cabbage. So eat it.
0: Don't talk to me like that. Don't push me. I'm thirsty.
1: Pollock, that's enough.
0: I'll decide when it's enough and when it's not.
1: If you say so. I say so. Now tell me I'm beautiful. Stop it. Do you think I'm beautiful? Stop it. Am I beautiful?
0: I've seen worse.
1: You know what, don't get angry. I'm gonna tell you something I've been trying to, listen to me, don't get angry. How can I put it? You're, you're not modern, Pollock. Not that it's difficult to be a bit modern, it's just that it's, the problem is, your problem, Jackson, is you're not abstract enough.
0: Shut the fuck up, I'm painting.
1: What did you say? God damn
0: it, Lee, can't you see I'm working?
1: I see images, images. Amen. Siquieros, Orozco, Picasso, Jung, they're all there. Jackson, you
0: should Let's throw another layer on, shall we? Go on, wanna add a layer? Tell me about Matisse. Your fucking little taunt about Matisse and Mondrian. Go on, tell me about Cubism. Ladies and gentlemen, Lee Krasner will now add another layer to the virtues of cubism. I've got a brain, not a fucking ice bucket up here. Doll.
1: You don't like cabbage. I knew you didn't like cabbage. If we're
0: gonna talk about painting, let's talk about painting, not fucking vegetables. I'm not painting a vegetable patch. But if you carry on, I'll paint my own shit. Get your fat ass out of my face.
1: Put the bottle down. No. Put it down.
0: You deaf or what?
1: So Lee Krasner grabs a paintbrush, any old brush from a Martinson coffee can.
0: Jackson Pollock drank his sherry, chugged it, really guzzled it down.
1: Lee Krasner throws a paintbrush at Pollock.
0: Who dodges it?
1: The brush left a big red mark on Jackson's canvas.
0: Okay. You work on this goddamn piece of shit.
1: That was the last time we talked. Aesthetics. Jackson and me.
0: After that, Lee said only one more thing.
1: I like it. I think it's good. Or maybe. I don't like it. I think it's bad. There. Lee Krasner in the trash. A sacrifice. A ritual offering to the divinity characterized by Destruction or voluntary abandon of the offering. How many lives do I destroy to live this one? I destroy as many yesterdays as tomorrows. I destroy my chances one by one of being my own divinity because I'm a stupid cunt who lives inside the wound of a man.
0: Painting and killing myself. I don't do anything else except painting and Killing myself. Colors and massacre. The canvas and the tarantulas. Liquids and liquids. What I paint are confessions. I the images come to me, that's all. They come to me. It takes as long as it takes. Days, nights, slowly lifting fogs but they come the images keep coming if when when they don't i i don't make love it's as simple as that i'm a man who doesn't make love though no, he's horny as hell horny as hell so if nothing comes no image i have to get even somehow i have to knock the table over, break a window with my fist, grab a knife, brandish the blade. It talks better than I can, better than those fucking colors, colors I can't even choose. And we talk to each other in soft words of love, the knife and me, the big blade and the sidekick from out west. Words of love will never soften the blow of failure. The brutal confle- confession of my own failure. And even, if, even when, when the painting is there, when I've said what I had to say, yeah, even, it's always, always the same thing. I paint my surrender to the object of my desire. I paint my rebellious, sterile anger. I paint in the cracks between my dream, the bit of reality I thought for a moment I'd grasped, and his lame translation. I paint the gap between the real and me as it widens, as it escapes me, though I strangle it. Strangle. 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 I paint my inability to love what I paint. And in any case, I'm better off in the bar. My elbow is on the counter between my beer and my heavy 15 pound heart.
1: You're recording, Mike, close enough to the microphone.
0: Meanwhile, Jackson Pollock goes to take a piss in the crapper of the bar on Fireplace Road. Can you hear me? Pollock's drunk as a Pollock. He's going to screw Carmela, a nice little-
1: Of course, I knew all about his infidelities. Really,
0: very nice.
1: But I'd rather talk about painting, if you don't mind.
0: Carmela, don't touch me. I'll touch you. You don't touch me. Only I.
1: The fractal analysis of Pollock's work by Taylor Mikulik and Jonas shows that his work respects the principle of statistical auto-similarity.
0: I'm a boy from the American Midwest. I was born in Cody. I've got all these brothers, dear fucking brothers. I really don't know what to do with them all. Do you want a brother, Carmela? You got a name like a red-clawed Dago bitch? You probably got a shitload of brothers, too. Right, so my little Dago bitch with your red claws. You bite, too, don't you? Don't bite, only me.
1: Examining a Pollock painting using a grid of squared ends, we see that the proportion of motifs remains constant regardless of the number of squares or the size of the painting. Black paint takes up 36% of the surface of a square of two squares or N squares. And this is true for the other colors which take up 13% of the canvas. Turn around. The fractal density of D is equivalent to 1.66. In autumn rhythm number 30, D equals 1.67. The fractal dimension is part and parcel of Pollock's technique and is not a consequence of it. It defines in a mathematical fashion the all over. Every Brushstroke cancels out the preceding one and its relationship to the surface of the backdrop.
0: You're exactly what I wasn't expecting this evening.
1: In Namath's film, we see Jackson destroy a painting he considers too dense, 1.9. He's right. Nothing is accidental. Pollock controls the drip of the paint. I'm in
0: control. I'm in. Control. Everything's under control, baby.
1: Because he doesn't paint with his hands. He paints with his mind. In those confused rages, in those duels with death, his mind, his brutality, never loses its exactness. Genius reduces chance to a simple calculation, an equation in a notebook. Genius proposes a cartography of chance. Genius makes of chance a very simple calculation.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Fractal analysis allows us to authenticate Pollock's painting as the technique cannot be imitated. Even Pollock does not do it intentionally. It's part of him, just as he himself is part of the painting. Pollock goes to see Dr. Heller, who prescribes phenobarbital and dilantin and tells him to take it easy. Stay off the booze.
0: Hey, I'm on the wagon, Lee.
1: I'm proud of you.
0: I'm cool. You see, Lee, as cool as a guy can be.
1: Did you put the water pitcher on the table? Yep. Pollock buries a bottle of sherry in the garden. Somewhere, anywhere, a bottle of sherry. He has a drop or two now and then.
0: I didn't think it'd be so easy to stop, you know?
1: It's because you're strong as an Indian. You've got willpower.
0: (sighs) They're talking about me, Lee. Everyone's talking about me. Have I got the nerve?
1: Yeah, you've got nerve, lots of nerve. Am I handsome? You know you are, you bastard. i got charm. That you do.
0: Then everything's okay.
1: You didn't ask if I liked you Nope Prick Cunt Faggot
0: fucking cow
1: Emily Ganauer wrote in the World Telegram that your paintings on exhibit at Betty Parsons gallery are like a tangle of hair She desperately liked to undo
0: And I desperately like to undo the crack in her ass Art critics judge me and I don't know why they judge me. Who pays them to judge me? How can they judge me? What value will they place on my inner world? What grades will they give my subconscious? When do art critics talk about my paintings without talking about me? When do they talk about me when they claim to be talking about the painting? You're right. They're all fucking fakes.
1: Look, I said you're right. So don't thank anyone anyone.
0: I feel like watching a Western now. Do you want to watch a Western or maybe a science fiction movie full of monsters and things speaking a language only they understand?
1: Do you remember Jackson? What life was like at Springs?
0: I found it hard to move away, the change of light more than anything else, the change of space. And there's so much to do, so many things to look at. I used to love walking all day long, especially near the saltwater marshes in Akabonak Harbor, barefoot, I remember that, barefoot, on the salt-saturated sand and the pale green anserine flowers. (laughs) The oak forests, cedars everywhere in the valley. Red elderberries. Let's have a child, Lee.
1: I don't want a child with you because you are crazy.
0: I'd like to have a child. You won't. Then I became a star. I posed for a close-up in front of Summertime. Nice. Cigarette in my mouth, hands crossed, fucking proud. Like, come closer and I'll kick your goddamn ass kind of thing.
1: Life Magazine asked the following question. Is
0: Jackson Pollock the greatest living painter in America? Under the lights, I like to look nervous, ill at ease, a little vulgar. I find that closer to the mark.
1: Learn to press press the flesh, Pollock.
0: I look really great in these shots. Uh, The article is really hats off. i better send a copy to my mother. Sandy has to see what a star I am. And Chaz and Mart, all of them.
1: Who wouldn't pay a few hundred bucks for a painting by the artist featured in Life magazine?
0: I became a celebrity. People said I had a special kind of aura, an unusual presence. I became a poetic thing, a monk, a guru. People thought I was the messiah. They said he's gentle and relaxed, radiant.
1: Now and then, for our guest, Jackson put on a class act right out of Roman mythology. Or else he served up three lines of Finnegan's Wake, he learned by (laughs) heart, a smattering of T.S. Eliot, and everything's cool. Success is definitely a misunderstanding. At the same time, I was making red currant jelly keeping an eye on things. Cut me some
0: slack, would you?
1: What do you know about a woman in love? Fuck you. I love you. Bullshit. Crazy about you.
0: Red currant jelly. What a crazy fucking idea. Roger Wilcox is my friend. He's an engineer, strange sort of guy. He wants to hypnotize me. He uses a method he borrowed from L. Ron Hubbard of Dianetics fame. Roger asks me to solve a problem mentally, then count backwards from 100 to 1. He asks me to go to sleep, and I go to sleep, but I can still hear him. And I speak to him, very softly, about the school bullies who laughed at my long hair. I don't want to play football. Chicken shit, they called me. Now you're seven years old. Jackson, what are you doing? I'm out walking, looking around. I like looking around at things for hours on end. But other people think I'm weird. I'm so fucking scared. I don't know why I'm scared, but when I talk in my sleep, when Roger Wilcox hypnotizes me, fear takes hold of me from top to bottom. Now I'm five years old. I see my mother in me, my mother Stella and me, in my mother Stella's buckboard wagon. We're on our way to sell vegetables in Arizona on the road. And there's a bull in the field, its nostrils flaring. His eyes greedy and dry and blacker than black, and he charges the wagon. A man on a horse gallops next to him to stop him, but the bull charges at us like a triangle. The horse rears up, the wagon falls over, and Ma and me are thrown to the ground. And I look up, Ma's lying on the ground. The man has got off his horse, and he grabs me with one hand and takes my shirt with the other and slaps me and asks me over and over again, why are you crying? Boys don't cry, not boys. Boys don't. I wake up. I cry for a long time. Roger Wilcox tries to calm me down, hugs me like a brother. Then we walk along the beach all the way to Montauk Point. We're going to the cliffs at Barnes Landing, then the rocks, the rocks, the rocks. The rocks. Nobody. The rocks.
1: The rocks. Nobody has my eyes. Or my heart. Nobody has even half my backbone. <clears throat> Nobody eases me towards myself with tenderness. Nobody stands in front of my easel to paint the paintings forgotten in the depths of myself. Nobody's faithful to me. But no one has my intelligence. My perception. My resolution. Just saying.
0: What are you up to, Lee? You're talking to yourself on your knees in my favorite bar, talking to yourself. No. I heard you.
1: The baseboards. Jackson, I'm talking to the baseboards and The boards, the floorboards. That's a lot of people. Bitch. He slaps her.
0: Fucking cunt.
1: He slaps her.
0: You're just an unfuckable cow.
1: Lee Krasner's lip bleeds. That's it, Jackson, finish off the bottle.
0: Jackson races into the kitchen, grabs a butcher knife six inches long, threatens Lee, says to her over and over again, I'm gonna kill you.
1: I'm going to kill you
0: but he doesn't kill her. Dear Sandy, Lee and I are in Provincetown for the summer. I cut my hair really short and I look a little like a beet.
1: Jackson, Do you mind telling me what the hell you're doing with that fairy Tennessee Williams? Yeah, you two have some laughs together, a couple of drinks. Sure, I don't want you to see him anymore. I'm a bit on edge because Jackson goes out with friends a lot. Other than that, we watch the Portuguese fishermen at the docks, we take walks on Commercial Street, Jackson and me. Tennessee Williams says the world can be divided into fairies and loonies. So where does that leave women? Jackson, doorbell, go open up. Jackson's writing to his brother. You go, he says. Jackson, it's Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah? He's got a suitcase. Hey, Tennessee, what are you doing here? Jackson asks him, and I'm asking myself as well. He replies, I need a vacation. Old Queen, A1 freeloader, who eats for four. Nice of you to come this way, Jackson. Nice of you to come this way, Tennessee, says Jackson. <coughs> he comes in, asks, where am I sleeping? Makes himself at home a whole month. A pain in the ass, morning, noon, and night. Never stops talking about the play he's writing. Glass Menagerie, what the fuck do I know? And on the beach, he gives Pollock a hard time, gives him piggyback rides. Jackson laughs to be messing around like that. Then at night, they disappear together on Cape Cod with the mist on the roads. There's a group of them. Julian back a guy from Yale, Bill Canastra, Tennessee, and other guys. They get soused. Gallons and gallons they drink. Then they take their cars and prowl the deserted streets, stop when they feel like it, run up and down fire escapes, looking for couples making love. It'd be just hilarious to catch him in the act, right in the middle. That'd be fun, wouldn't it, Jackson? One night they all fuck this little chick in a Catholic cemetery. She breaks a leg while they're fucking her. One of the guys kisses Pollock and fondles him.
0: Pour me a bourbon, Lee. Stuff it. Pour me a bourbon.
1: Do you want fried eggs? Bourbon. I can make you some toast. Roast chicken, veal saute (coughs) What are you Jackson? (coughs) Stop (coughs) it! Pollock, please. (coughs) Jackson! (coughs) Pollock
0: I know that in your heart you're waiting for me to die. Slowly.
1: I want you dead.
0: You don't want me to get better. You want to be able to control me even more. Like you're on a hill, and me, I'm in the valley down below with the dandelions and the train tracks.
1: New York, November 28, 1950. Exhibition at Betty Parsons. Everyone turns up to see the famous painter, but nobody buys. Pollock, you're drinking more than ever again. You're a schmuck, and your exhibition was flopped.
0: Gorky and de Kooning are being pushed. Everyone's talking about them more than about you. Poor Jackson. Pollock.
1: In January 51, at the opening of the exhibition, Abstract American Painting and Sculpture, Museum of Modern Art, New York, Jackson drinks too much champagne, falls off his chair, flat on his face a couple of times. Yeah,
0: good. Spin, baby. Love, yeah, art and all that, then whatever, because how many bucks for one of my nail cuttings? Tell me, douchebag, you married, got a ring on your finger? I myself have fucked beavers. Modern art is nothing more than the expression of the contemporary intentions of the age we live in. Amen. You have to look at my paintings, passively. It's Music, bitch, I guess that's pretty much what I want to say. We don't see anyone anymore. Why don't we see anyone anymore, Lee?
1: Because no one wants to see us, Jackson.
0: I saw your paintings at the studio.
1: You looked at them.
0: There's a vigor about them, a majesty, something new. They're so colorful. I've seen nothing better. Thank you. You should exhibit.
1: Call Betty, tell her I'm ready, because I'm ready. Nobody can say otherwise, nobody. I'm ready, I've been ready since the beginning of time.
0: Me, you know, I'm in a period very black and white. I know. But I own a fucking Cadillac.
1: The American Action Painters, by Harold Rosenberg, 1952. New painting has broken down all distinctions between art and life. If the artist aspires to continue painting or writing, even as he feels the political trap closing in on him, he must have the utmost faith in the pure possibility Because he works directly with the materials of his own existence, he is the only non-alienated worker in America. The modern painter starts with nothingness. That's the only thing he copies. He creates the rest. For every American painter, there's a moment when the canvas becomes an arena open to his action, a space in which to reproduce, recreate, analyze, or express an object, real or imagined. What should have happened on the canvas is not a picture, but a happening, an action. Ever since the painter has become an actor, the spectator has to think in terms of a vocabulary of action inception, duration, direction, vigilant. Action painting is not mere action. For it to be genuinely avant-garde, it must be an act of personal and political liberation. The test of any of the new paintings is its seriousness. And the test of this seriousness is the degree to which the act on the canvas is an extension of the artist's total effort to make over his experience. Existential anguish is not enough. Sincerity is the key.
0: It's too late and a neon light crackles on Fireplace Road. Streetlights should grow everywhere, like moonflowers. Light doesn't grow, and it's getting dark. Get me some light here. I wanna make a film about you, Jackson Pollock. Yes, of course, Mr. Hans Namath. Film me, then there'll be no doubt about my genius. Amaze me, I want a concrete surface, a long canvas, a small footstool, several pots of paint. I'll take care of the dramaturgy. You come into the shot with your trousers and denim jacket. You sit down on the stool, you slip slip off your moccasins, slip on your old shoes without laces. Those old paint splattered shoes are great. Turn to the canvas, contemplate it with an air of thoughtfulness, please. That's it, think. Think mysteriously and pick up a paintbrush. Cut! There's a cloud, Mr. Pollock. We'll take it again. Let's take it again. Cut! The light isn't. Action! Cut! Shit, Mr. Pollock, I don't have your face. Your face is just as important as what you're painting, Mr. Pollock. I want to see your face. Maybe you could paint on glass for me, a sheet of glass placed on the easel, something like that. I'd like to film you from below. Then i don't get everything. I'll film you from below, your painting, your face your movements. Cut! It's too cold. My hands are trembling. Cut! I'm sorry. Nothing I can do about the weather. I'll be back next weekend. Cut! Continue. Action. Cut! I can't find the right position for you. Do your entry again. Cut! Are you doing it on purpose, Mr. Pollock? I didn't say action. I'm the one who says action. Sorry, Hans, but it's so goddamn cold. My hands are numb. Mr. Pollock, we don't have any lighting for the interior. You have to put up with it. I'm frozen. Deal with it. I'm blue, Hans. Deal with it. I'm going. That's it. Wonderful. We're done. Jackson Pollock, please put that down. What'd you say, Hans? Put that down. Uh, Where should I be? When do I come in? Should I go now? Do this. Do that. More orders, Hans? You're in my bar. You're in, you're in my... Get the hell out. Out. Native Indians think you're stealing their soul when you take a picture of them. Maybe they're onto something. What do you think, Hans? You're just a two-bit photographer and I'm the greatest American painter. You're a fucking fake, Hans. A fake. I'm not a fake, but you are, Jackson. You're a fucking fake. No, you are. You. No, you. You know I'm not a fake. You know that, but you are. You, Hans name with a fucking fake photographer. Fake! Fake! Should I go now? Should I go? Now? Jackson, don't do that. Now?
1: I'm scared of storms. When I hear the rumble of thunder, I move the bed, hide behind the headboard. Sometimes I slide underneath it. I let the lightning pass overhead. Mr. Le Corbusier came to the house. He was impressed with my work. I know I heard him say so to Constantine. Pollock is a hunter who shoots without taking aim, but his wife has talent. Women always have too much talent. A distinguished gentleman, that Le Corbusier. He liked my large-scale vertical paintings. Some are two meters high. Collages, I take bits of old work, scraps of black paper, canvases that Jackson's abandoned, and I compose. I had this dream. Jackson and I were on top of the world. The earth was a sphere with a mast Stuck right through the middle. I was holding onto the mast with my right hand and onto Jackson with my left. Suddenly, I let go of the mast, but held on to Jackson. And together, we floated far away into space. I'm afraid of storms. A storm always means disaster. I'm not eating anymore. Jackson's really mean. I think. I don't. love him anymore.
0: A man's life, anyone's, yours, mine, is his work. His work is his life.
1: In the December 19th, 1955 issue of Time Magazine, we read, the bush-bearded heavyweight champion of abstract expressionism shuffled into the ring in Manhattan's Sydney Janus Gallery and flexed his muscles for the crowd, imitating imitations of Picasso, the drippings of Jack the Dripper were his one big contribution to the splash and splatter school of post-war art. Fortune Magazine announced that works of art have become investments for the future. High-quality old masters, impressionists of any type. But be sure to pick up a living artist at bargain prices today. Tomorrow he'll be dead and you'll make a fortune. A little de Kooning for $1,500. A Rothko for $3,000. A Pollock around about that mark. David Rockefeller has just bought Cezanne's Boy in the Red Vest for $500,000. That sale sparked everything off.
0: I'm the star of the Cedar Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, every evening, Jackson Pollock will regale you, smashing glasses, cutting his fingers, painting on the counter with his blood while his fans look on. Disciples, discerning experts. Followers, his disciples, the Paul Jenkins, Irving Sandler, Sid Solomon, Franz. 50 pounds of beer on my belly. Skin red, chronic pruritus, pustules, hepatitis, cirrhosis. Do you fuck? Piece of shit jukebox. I want some Fats Waller. Open my mouth, pull out my teeth, they're hurting me. Rip my hands off, I'll give them to you. They're no good anymore. That asshole James Dean fucked up big time, spun off the road into a tree. You think I can't go one better than Jimmy Boy? You think you're unbeatable? I'll kill someone. Take my heart, open the Grand Canyon. Where are the mountains of Arizona? Which way is west? I want, to get, I want to go home, let me through. I want to go home. I want to learn to weld, to discover oil. I want to learn to sleep it off in a rocking chair. I don't give a fuck about the north, the south, the east. Fuck the cardinal points. Except mine that fucks them all up. Where's my father, Roy? Where's Stella, my mother? Where are the mountains? Which way is west? I need to piss from really high up to get an idea of who I am again.
1: I'd have liked, can you even begin to imagine how much I'd have liked to send you some flowers, Jackson? I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, to send you some flowers. I think I sent you some flowers. Do you know if I sent you flowers? Maybe you can tell me if you got them. Those roses, I'd have liked to, those red roses. I I sent you flowers, I'm sure. I know at some point I sent you some roses with a strong... Scent and you love them. Are you you love those flowers. My nails are long. Jackson, my beard is scraggly and stinky. Cut my nails for me, please. come and cut my nails for me. Trim Jackson, my beard Jackson, and don't say anything, Jackson, please. Jackson, 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 Pala Jackson, kicks, Pala Jackson, Pala Jackson, Burps, Jackson, up, Jackson, faster faster, faster Jackson, 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 screaming like a child screaming like a child and a woman a woman and a man a man and another another one as if everyone had screamed as if she'd known how to scrape up everyone screams off the ground faster and (laughs) faster (laughs) faster
0: and faster (laughs) faster jackson (laughs) jackson